Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. This is Vic from My Room's a Mess, and we're out here with Maria Vasco, founder of Uvila Shop. We're at the pop up shop, ladies and gentlemen. We're here! This is awesome! Yeah, so my name is Maria, and this is my little pop up shop focused on selling eco friendly products. All these products are 0% plastic and all about saving the environment. And now I have these special guests, and I'm going to show them our specific products and what Uvila is all about. Boom! Okay, bro. I'm, la, 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 la. I'm just gonna look at you. This is my room's a mess. She's a fucking beast, ladies. Beast, bro. Amazing. We have on Amazing. Maria Camilla Vasco. <laughs> Let's go. How you doing? Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me on here. I'm so excited. Yo, we're yeah, excited was, to have was, you on too, bro. How was that intro? Jason seemed nervous on that intro. I'm always nervous, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, a little background. If you don't know, if you know, Jason, I usually do the intros. And Jason's usually like, you know, he'd be chilling like for the intros. But I was like, yo, you do the intro and he looked a little nervous. But you did good, brother. What the hell, bro? I mean, yo, I mean, bro, she has mad shit that we could talk about. Like, it was crazy. Like, like, bro, let's just get into it, bro. So you started a company called Uvida. Like, so what is that, bro? So Uvida Shop is um, an online and pop-up eco-friendly product store. And it's focused on selling products that everyone uses in their house. But instead of them being in plastic, they're not in plastic. And yeah, the focus of it is to help the environment to reduce our plastic pollution because we have a lot of stuff, you know, going on in the environment and we're trying to make a difference and help people like feel better about how they shop. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I was on I was on your website and I see you got like bamboo toothbrushes. You got the cedar, the cedar uh, uh, soap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, oh, I'm, damn, I'm, she got it on display. Put it on display. You got to talk, though. You got to talk. So this is a bamboo toothbrush and I know it's like very small very small product but it's like i was thinking like everyone in the world brushes their teeth and hopefully everyone has an act has access to a toothbrush but every toothbrush out there in the world is also made out of plastic and what people live like 80 years on average that's so many toothbrushes that we use in a lifetime so this is like a very essential product that can really easily be switched to another to non-plastic and so we have bamboo which is, you know, like biodegradable. It's a plant. It's not going to hurt anybody. doesn't have to do with fossil fuels. So boom, definitely. Yeah. No. So I, I like, I, I have no UV that gear, ladies and gentlemen, I'm slacking, but I'm yeah, definitely going to go to the store and I'm yep. going to cut up a whole bunch of stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause I'm looking at my bathroom. I got the plastic toothbrushes, you know, I'm slacking ladies and gentlemen, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the gear. Man, it's gonna be awesome. Nah, it's she's right awesome. though. Like literally, like you go three months every. You change a toothbrush every three months. Imagine that's four toothbrushes a year. Eighty years is uh th three hundred and twenty toothbrushes, bro. Boom. Yeah. That's, that's a, lot, a lot of fucking plastic, bro. I know that's fucking killing our world. That's just insane, dude. And and bro, it's something so simple. But what made you wanna wanna start selling that shit? So um, it all started in my sophomore year of college. Like I was an environmental studies and sustainability major. Um, but I picked that class because that major, because it was like the most interesting topic to me. Like I tried a bunch of different classes and in all of them, I would like fall asleep and I'd be like, this to me is not really important. And then when I took my first class, which was intro to environmental science, okay. my brain exploded. Like I was like, what? Like I didn't know that our environment was like, you know, 
being destroyed. Like I had no clue. Like all I've been doing is living my life and, and not really worried about the environment, even though it's always taking care of us. So I just never found another class that was more interesting that I never found anything more important to like dedicate my time to. So that's when I was like, word, I found my major. This is going to motivate me. And then from there, it was like a ball that just kept on rolling. I know, bro. I could tell, bro. You got like mad awards and shit. Like you were Passion like, in they, your were, eyes. They, were, they were like bowing down to you at UMass Boston, bro. Yeah, yeah. But like freshman year of college, I was struggling. Like I would fall asleep in my classes and English and math. I was like, this is boring. Like, <laughs> like what I'm supposed to do. And then that class changed my life. Like I was like, word, like I have a purpose now. And then like, I never thought of starting a business. Like I never even, never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Not that I didn't want to be, but like, it was never a topic that I had with myself. Like a topic. Like never pushed on you. Nobody's told you, yo, entrepreneurship is a thing or nothing like that. No, yeah, for sure. I have no clue, but um, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. They both have their own businesses and they have all their life. So I was like, what is the irony? Like, I never made, like, that connection. Yeah. <laughs> until I realized what I wanted to do for my business. So, like, mm. I wanted to, so Yuvida didn't really start as a business. Um, in my classes, like, it was, like, really messing up with my mental health. I was always like, damn, like, this class is so interesting, but this, this stuff is kind of sad. Like, learning about animals going extinct, learning about how much we waste and then not realizing how much of a consequence we have. Like we're all just living our best life. And it's not that we want to destroy our own environments that we don't know how not to. It's like, it's the way our society is running. So in class, I would just be really like, I would be sad sometimes and, yeah. and no one would understand why, because no one else around me was studying this. So everyone was just like, yo, let's go out. Like, you know, and then in, in the back of my brain, I was like, dang, something is off. Like something is off. Everything is unsustainable, basically. And so you I start like, seeing like the, the little shit that you're like, oh, damn, what the fuck? Like you're seeing you're connecting the dots. I see that shit all the time, too. Yeah, like perspectives changed a lot. And so I was like, I need a, I need a coping mechanism. I was like, I need people that are not in the physical classes in college having like the you know privilege to get an education okay. to learn about this stuff and privilege not in a bad way but just like learn and have a, conf a, a conversation about what's going on in the environment so i started it as like a blog i would just post like information like oh today in class i learned that this animal has gone extinct like rhinos and you know giraffes and animals that we've all looked up to when we were babies and we yeah thought, like oh that's my favorite animal we eat yeah. the crackers bro yeah for real <laughs> like literally yo dude. right like playing with that shit like what is the irony that our little crackers that giraffes on our crackers like that we love so much like the real life animals that we will never see are going extinct and might not ex not might not exist the day that we have children damn so like, that's insane that's deep children gonna have you know <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it's it's crazy. Like like what you're saying. I think I think because I'm I I didn't know. Like I was going through your page and I was like, oh man, there's a lot of stuff I'm just I was never aware of. You know, I felt like I was just mad ignorant to a lot of things. Like yeah. what? Like and and like what's like a thing that you need? Like we need to do and we need to learn like, like automatically right away. Like where it's like we have to learn this to get this world running right. You know what I mean? One of the main things is like climate change is real. It's not pretty. It's not a happy amazing discussion but we can make it into a happy discussion by talking about the solutions that we can bring to the table which is reducing our plastic waste 
um, definitely just reducing our dependency on fossil fuels because okay. fossil fuels are what pollute our air, our water, our soil, everything. So it's like we need to stop. But obviously, the oil industry has a lot of money. Yeah, literally. And they and they kind of like it's kind of fucked up because like in government you see so many like Donald Trump literally was like yo bring back oil like the yeah. oil cut oil was going down he was like nah let's bring back big oil like that's crazy yeah, yeah because people pay him they're like oh our our industry is going down you need to like promote this like this we pay you so you need to make sure that we're getting paid first and that's why yeah. climate change is not real don't worry about that whole hoax whatever that word is like. It's not real. Don't worry about it. Like, keep producing, keep getting oil, like, you know, because these rich people, the top 1% and all those people that don't want to be in the public eye are making money off of it. Yeah, for sure. Facts. And and it's because, like, because the 1% holds most of the money, like, their money movements control, like, the, the world. economy system. The yeah, world, the literally. World. So, like, if, if you know, it, it's sad, but, like, if a guy, like, the, let's say I'm a billionaire, right, and I own an oil company and my oil business is going down, I got, hey, man, you got to do something because I'm providing this economy a lot of flow of, of, yeah. uh, of capital. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's the problem we have is that mo it's morally not right, right? We're killing the planet that we live on. But because we're, you know, there's a dead guy on a piece of paper, we're willing to die for that. And that's, that's the change that, you know, that I, but, me and Jason talk about every fucking episode. Yo, nah, but Vic, if you really think about it, though, like, bro, Oil is made, like, oil makes plastic, literally. Oil is used and processed to make plastic. And what's plastic, bro? This little thing right here for my computer, plastic. Around this thing, plastic. This bottle, plastic, bro. Yeah, my case, like, what the plastic, bro. This AirPod, plastic. The things on your car, like, it's so much. The whole world, like, has to change. Away. Yeah. I, I seen that you put a post that was literally like buy buy good products and then have them for a long time and then repeat. Like that's so true. We gotta have products that are lasting long. Get away from this plastic. It's plastic. Like literally, bro. Yo, use that water bottle. I drink this shit for ten minutes, bro. And that shit. That was the that was the life of this water bottle, bro. That's, that's just crazy. crazy. And you don't think about it too because it, it's a convenience thing too. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, I could buy the pack of whatever, Poland Springs for $2.99, get 24 bottles, and you don't even think that it's 24 bottles. It's a whole bunch of plastic, bro. So I'm telling you, I, I was, I, like, personally, I could tell you, I wasn't thinking that. I was just, I thought I was just drinking water, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't take it to that extra level. And, like, now, like, especially reading your pages, like, um, I was like, man, that's, it makes sense. And, like, it just, you become more aware, bro. And I'm, oh, man. And I'm, I, I'm not I'm gonna lie. I feel kind of guilty because I'm like, fuck, I'm fucking up the world that I love so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, that's why I started Uvita because I started feeling guilty for living and for like being alive and breathing and, you know, shopping and consuming, which is a natural part of life. Like we need to eat. That is consumption. Like clearly the universe made us the way that we are. So it's like something needs to change. Like we are the ones that created plastic. We are smart enough to come up with iPhones, technologies, like if we just invest some money into green technology, green plastic or whatever the solution will be, it's a wrap. Like there are solutions out there. There are people that are making biodegradable plastic, they're testing it out, but they don't have like the movement. They don't have everyone pushing for it yeah. to fight against the oil industry. So they're making sure that those guys don't get the investment, that they don't get the attention and that we keep consuming all this plastic and oil. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Like, literally, Bernie Sanders was saying, yo, 
we got to fight big oil. And like, it's true. Like big oil is controlling everything we do. And we have it all over the place. We see so much plastic and we live in a, pl like it's a plastic world. It's like, that's, that's like the world. You have plastic forks, bro. Like I, I, the list is endless of how much stuff Yo, we use so plastic just everything, for. Bro, everything, bro. Literally like your headphones. Like I'm just looking, I'm like even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing as we're talking like, damn, there's that's so insane, much bro. shit. Expect, like imagine with the hand sanitizer, how much hand sanitizer bottles are made out of plastic and how much has been used right now. Like it's crazy. But, you know, we got to just get the right people in office to start fighting them. So would you say that plastic is like the biggest uh, like problem we have in this world? No, um, there just climate change, global warming in general is the biggest problem. But there are a lot of sectors in it. So there's agriculture. There's air pollution, like CO2 levels, which is from the oil industry. Plastic pollution, which is also from the oil industry. Like there's waste management. The fact that the U.S. doesn't have a recycling system. Like there's a whole lot of sectors. But me personally, I don't know why I, I was more intrigued by the plastic one. Because I'm like, this is stuff that I am contributing to the environment. Like I said, I've started feeling guilty for being, for being a human being. So I was like, what can I do personally, start within, to not feel guilty and, and not contribute to the global warming and climate change process? And I was like, okay, well, the only thing that I really do is use a lot of plastic. And so everyone does, though. So that's why I was like, this is interesting. And of course, like, I'm biased because I see the animals in the ocean dying because of plastic. And, you know, mm -hmm. that really impacts me. Like, so I was like, this stuff gets my heart into it. So, so you would... Yeah, so you were definitely like a like a passionate moment when you decided to make make this company, right? So what was like the first steps that you took to like get the company actually rolling? Yeah, so a lot of stuff goes back to my university, which I will always rep them because they were the ones that sparked that into me. Um, basically, I would just bother my professors, and while if they were teaching the students, which was me, mm -hmm. they'd be like, "Oh, this animal has just gone extinct this week." Like. They also would say, like, take care of your mental health. Like, this major is not, like, the hardest major, but it's mentally hard to deal with. Like, you know, you yeah. have to just get out of this class and continue with your day. Because you so, face a reality. Yeah, mm -hmm. literally every single day, you're like... You're facing the truths, and that's hard to, you know, that's hard to face. Yeah, and they're so smart. They're, like, on top of everything while the rest of the world is, like, distracted. So it's, like, a certain group of people that are really into this. So I would go to my professors and I'd be like, how are you dealing with like learning about this stuff? Like, how do you go to sleep? How do you just like raise your children? Like, aren't you concerned for them? And so I would always, I started creating really good relationships with my professors. And one of my mentors, I kept telling her, I'm like, I can't believe the plastic pollution problem. Like, like plastic was invented in 1907. This was like a little over a hundred years ago. Like some yeah. people are a hundred years old right now. Like they didn't even know what plastic was when they were like a newborn, you know, because it didn't exist yet. Like it's mm -hmm. only been a hundred years and this much dam damage has happened to the environment. Like, like we could so come up with an alternative. It's only been a hundred years. How long have we been existing? So one of my um, mentors was like, oh, hey, like UMass Boston has this scholarship called the Entrepreneur Scholarship. Like you're always talking about how you want to come up with like an alternative to plastic or you just want to talk about it and like tell other people and try to like bring a wave into it. And so I applied and I wrote my essay on like, I want to start a non-plastic store, which like 
educates people on what is going on in the environment, but people can also take action by buying products that they need, like deodorant. Everyone uses deodorant, shampoo, mm-hmm. toothpaste, like everyone in Toothbrush. the world. Toothbrush. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to offer these products, but in non-plastic. And that way, I'm a small business, but I'm fighting the oil industry because no, everyone's dollar that goes to this small business is not going to the oil industry who's rich out of their brains and don't need our little coins, you know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I wrote that on my essay and they really liked it. I got $5,000 to start Uvita. And that is when I, when I got the money in my hands, that's when I was like, whoa, like people actually believe in this. Like, I'm just going to run with it. Damn. <laughs> so that was like, the, that was the entrepreneur scholarship, right? Yeah. That's your congratulations, bro. Congrats. Yeah. How do, how, how'd you, how'd you get, come up with the name Uvita? How, where'd that come from? Yeah, so I was struggling with the name because I was like, I want a good name so I could feel really motivated. But I spent a lot of time on the name. And basically, I wanted something that said eco in it so people know that it's about the environment. And I like the word vida because it means okay. life. So life I, I, sure. We're not trying to destroy life. We're trying to bring life to earth. We're trying to keep life alive. We are alive. We want animals alive. We want plants alive. So I, and I'm also Latina, so I'm like, Vida is really beautiful to me. I've been to Costa Rica, and I saw the beauty over there, and their slogan is Pura Vida. So mm-hmm. just Vida was like always stuck to me. And then I kept writing Eco Vida, and that name was taken by like an Airbnb country, I mean, company in Costa Rica. So I was like so upset. And then one day at like four in the morning, I went to <laughs> And I wrote Eco Vida once again. I would write it every day just to like double check, just to like try to accept that I couldn't take this name. Damn. <laughs> I accidentally wrote you before the Vida. And I really liked how it looked. And so I was like, ooh, you, you give life. And so I was like, oh, yeah. damn, bro. That's fire. Oh, yeah. That's fire. No, yo, what the? <laughs> That's crazy. Literally a coincidence, bro. Like, oops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our name was a coincidence too, bro. Really? Yeah. yeah. We, we were we were we were like legit. We would have meetings. Like this before, like we were even like yeah. recording or whatever. We were having meetings, like, all right, what's the name for this, bro? Yeah. We're sitting and I'm like, yo, we gotta talk Making about the girls. bullshit names, bro. Yeah, Literally we the bullshit like, names. I was like, I really thought like a, a gold name was like, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. It's like Yeah, crazy. literally, that was one of them, bro. <laughs> We don't. I was like, yo, we don't give a fuck about what we say because, yo, untitled, bro. I think untitled, untitled was another, was another one, yeah. one. And then all of a sudden, this dude was like, yeah, bro. Blah, nah, nah. Blah. You asked me. You were like, yo, yo, let's go, let's go uh, practice. Cause the mics were up in my room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like, yo, let's go practice on the mics. I was like, nah, chill, bro. My room's a mess. And I was like, yeah, yo, that's shit, the name, bro. That's the name, bro. So that's awesome. How you, you just were like, fuck it, yo. It just came to you, and you were like. That's it. That's what it is. That's a, that's a, that's a cool story. You talk about anything and everything here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My room's a mess. Like a messy room, Girl, ladies and gentlemen. Life is all over, all the, over place. the place. Boom. We just talk it all. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. <laughs> but today we're talking about fucking being eco-friendly, bro. That shit is yep. crazy, bro. Like that shit really, like I was opening my eyes. I was like, damn, bro. Like this shit is crazy. But it's crazy that like literally your school was like the crutch that you use like to get to where you are right now. Like I, I was like, you know, I'm I'm going back to school right now, but I haven't really used, like I, I feel like my education has literally just been education. I'm learning shit. I haven't used it. 
and taking advantage of it. So, like, how did you, like, decide to use school like that? Like, I feel like that's not something that normal people do. Like, you really were like, yo, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity I got. Yeah, well, I just feel like it was such a topic that people weren't paying attention to before. Like, I remember my freshman year when I would tell people that my, my full major is environmental studies and sustainability. And I would tell people that and they're like, oh, that's not interesting. Like, you're not going to make money in that sector. Like, I'm in management. I'm in business. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, I would probably fall asleep or I just would lose it. Like, I'm You would dying. probably fall asleep. I don't <laughs> <laughs> so then... But then by my sophomore and junior year, that major started growing because more climate change conversation was happening, mm-hmm. more actions, more everything. Like the green movement is now growing. And so by junior year, senior year, people would be like, yo, I wish I majored in your major. Like my major is boring. I don't know what to do with it. Like I'm about to drop out, but I'm about to finish. And I'm like, my major is mad interesting. Like I look forward to going to class and, and these professors are, are smart and they're making connections and they're bringing me opportunities. Like mm. I started a business. Who would have thought that I would have started a business? Like I'm not even a business major. Like, you know, like it's more of the passion and something that you look forward to. You feel like you have a purpose in life. And mm. they're like, dang, I should have gone that major. I'm like, everyone is gonna have that you just have to look for it and so that's why i was like incorporating the education part because i'm like i know it's products but people do learn from the message of the business and Mm. and business is like almost everything in the world like we all need stuff we all need to learn from each other so it's like that is how it all connects Okay. I have, I have a question. So what's the more rewarding feeling, right? Is it, is it that you're seeing your business grow and it's cherishing, or is it the message has been uh, that you're spreading? What, which one's the greater, the greater thing? Um, I would say, well, my business is very small and it grows very slowly, but I would say it's my business growing because I am a Latina female, you know, like a lot mm. of people are like, wow, like you are, you know, inspirational against you like you're inspiring so many people like you're inspiring people to start businesses or to follow their passion and i'm like wow and then at the same time i'm just talking about my passion and i get to talk about what makes my brain flow Mm -hmm. and about like what's happening in the environment like the plastic pollution problem so i'm like people are not only just learning from me but people are being inspired to do their own thing and and you know make their own impact in the world not, no joke, no joke. Like, I, right? This is the first time we're, we're speaking like like this, right? And I, I can honestly say, like, I, when I was going through your page, I honestly, truly, myself, I was inspired. I was legit like, wow, this is this is awesome. Because, right, like, like, I always talk about it. We, we, you know, we came from the struggle, right? And to see someone strive the way you're striving and, and so passionate in what you're doing, it just inspires me to be like, yo, I got to get on this messy room grind because this is yeah. what I want to do. Like, I got to I gotta have people like yourself spreading beautiful messages. And, and I was like, oh, man. like Beautiful and, messages. Yeah, and, and we were legit just some, ba- like, if you want to know the background. Me and Jason, we, we talk, like, every day, right? And we're talk- we were talking earlier, and I was, and Jason's like, this is going to be an awesome episode. Bro, I literally, bro, I was like, yo, this is a fire episode. Like, bro, I'm, I'm getting back to you real quick, bro. I, the one thing, like, Vic was talking about the beautiful messages, bro. The, 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 with selling the sweater and then the tree gets planted, bro. That was beautiful. Like, yo, clap it up, bro. Clap Keep, it yo, up, Talk yeah. about that. Basically, because I was in college, a lot of people were like, you should make sweaters and we will br- wear, like, your brand, like, 
we want to rep you. And I'm like, what? Okay, word. So I basically just listened to what people told me and I made the sweaters. And then I was like, hmm, like there's always something that I'm like, I need to feel like I'm doing more than just making a product. Like, yeah, yeah. Enough. Like there has to be something more. So I was like, word, I contacted this organization called One Tree Planted. And basically they tr- plant trees and you choose in which country. And so, but you just have to pay them. Okay. So I was like, word. I'm going to sell these sweaters. My business is going to grow, but that's not enough. Like I'm going to say for every um, sweater you get, there's a tree planted. Boom. And, and I chose the U.S. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to choose other businesses. They choose like South America, Africa, Asia, Europe. But I'm like, no, the U.S. is one of the biggest polluters. We don't have a recycling system. Like Japan got it all set. You know, Latin America doesn't waste as much. Like we need the trees here because yeah. we are that are we are big consumers like we're very privileged in this country so like we should talk about that and plant trees right here where we are we don't even have them as much you know we don't have forests here like brazil does like like i was like no we need the nature here we're so not used to seeing that around here so i specifically chose the u.s and i was like this feels nice because even though we're all in the u.s so i'm like let's focus on us and the mess that we're making in this country instead of always like pointing fingers at always trying to dive into other people's shit and all that other stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's mm-hmm. beautiful for sure. Like, honestly, like, yeah, where can I get a sweater? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll wear it all the time. Yeah, are you still doing that? I have them at the store, yeah. Oh, and, you, and, the, yo. and the tree will still get planted? Yeah. I'm about to buy, like, 10 Nations, bro, yeah, we got to buy, like, four sweaters, bro. For, for real. Yo, bro. I'm so, I'll wear that shit. I'm definitely buying at least two, bro. bro. I'm going to buy one, me for one, me for myself and my girl, but boom, two trees. I, I buy two, two of everything for myself, bro. So can I pick where the trees get planted or what? You can. All right, word, yeah. bro. I'm about to pick where the trees get planted. That's fire, bro. Like, I really was, like, I was, like, like blown away like i was like all right the products are cool you have like all these products that are are like reducing plastic and then i seen the sweater i was like damn this is a fire sweater bro because it has like the earth and everything on it and then once i literally i felt like crying bro i was like wow like that is like and then right now when you said i felt like i wasn't doing enough just selling the sweater i was like yeah like damn that is passion that is true passion for something and we need more people like you like i'm not gonna lie we need more people like you pushing everybody like yo this environmental shit like we we do have a serious problem like not gonna lie yeah we have to open people's eyes because like i said like i was ignorant to a lot of shit yeah just just simply reading your page right trying to be a a good podcast host that we are right i'm trying to just like learn about you and see how many questions i could get out of your social media i was just like blown away and i'm telling you that conversation with, with jason i was like yo this is going to be awesome. Like, she's such a beast, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just so much stuff to talk about. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. you're just inspiring and I'm getting chills. Like, (laughs) like even, like even getting to know you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just awesome. Cause like on the messy room, right. We always talk about like going through the universe and like one day we'll reach a utopia. And I feel like people like you is what's going to make us get there. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Wow. I've never heard that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm like it's it's true though. Like you, you are an inspiration. I didn't know that part was coming. Like huh? I didn't know that was coming. Like I, oh. I, I was like, I'm getting attention because I'm talking about what I'm passionate about and what I've been educated on. But I didn't know the inspiration part was coming. Like I didn't know I was gonna motivate my friends and my neighborhood and like inspire people. So that part is like very rewarding too. Yeah, and I think I think it's just because you're you know you're in the community. 
like having it like and then you have such a beautiful message and with, you're within the community it's just eye-opening to people like around so oh, shit you know what i mean like it, i feel like it hits closer to home you know what i'm saying like i feel like like no joke if like if it was set on tv I, I think i would just like not even it would just breeze through it but because like i know you know you're a local person and you're growing and you're i'm like oh shit that shit's crazy you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it just it's just inspiring. Yeah, I could go on and on about how inspiration you are. Like the but, topic of it is not always like rainbows and butterflies. Like it's not the most beautiful thing to talk about because it's a sad kind of thing. Mm. But on our page, if you don't notice, like we are positive. I'm naturally a very positive person. So that helps. But like, I'm like, I need to bring some kind of positivity into this like area because no one wants to be sad or feel guilty. Like, every every we're gonna be educated yeah that thing is gonna smack in the face but at the same time you're gonna be driven to a solution and be like educated on what you can do instead of being feeling hopeless because that's like how i was feeling until i started the page and so i'm like no we're gonna talk about solutions and we're gonna talk about things that we can do instead of things that are like you know oh man this is happening like no we're gonna talk about things that we all can do and it's not gonna be hard and you you're gonna be able to feel better about yourself like you guys are like oh wow i got this sweater but usually brands don't plant a tree for a product that i buy like they just you know keep all the profit they don't do much more than that so it's like you gotta like look for brands that are really trying to do more than just like you know sell yeah like surface level shit true i think i think that hits like they like boost you up like when you wear something you truly feel passionate about or like you you like you know you're on the side with like you know it's making a change too yeah like you know like i'm wearing like a random wrestling shirt right like i don't feel any type of way wearing this shirt right but if i was wearing your shirt i'm over here like yo i'm saving the world man you know what i'm saying like i'm planting the tree that's that's the big difference and that's just the the beauty of your business yeah and the and the area that you work in like like it's all bettering like no matter what you do it's positive that's crazy bro like they like you sell a toothbrush it's positive you sell some soap it's positive it's that that's awesome so yo what is your what's your favorite product that you sell oh well the my favorite product is one that literally arrived yesterday and it's toothpaste tablets okay and for me, like what catches my attention is products that people aren't used to seeing. So like you guys, you know, toothpaste that we all have is like packaged in plastic. That plastic is not even recyclable. And we don't have a recycling system in the U.S. to recycle it in the first place. So it's like no one thinks about toothpaste and how much of a waste it can be over the lifespan of our, our lives. Mm-hmm. So I found toothpaste tablets and I'm like, this is so cool. Like it's a little like thing you pop it in your mouth. Like it's like a game and then you just chew it and then you brush your teeth. Like it just arrived yesterday. So I haven't done any demonstrations. It's not on the page yet, but it's like a product that will catch people's attention. Cause it's not your everyday regular toothpaste. And mm. at the same time, it's not packaged in plastic. So some people will notice that right away. Other people will be like, oh, what is this? And then be like, oh, wow, that does reduce my plastic waste. And yeah, I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, did you come up with that yourself? No. So what I do is I used to, like my sophomore year, I used to write down all these ideas. And like, we need an alternative to toothpaste, to um, toothbrushes, to hair combs, to razors, to shampoo. But then over the years, because this movement is growing, there's a lot of people that are coming out with these products. And oh, so okay. 
yeah like everyone like a lot of brands are really growing in this um field and so now there's like four big brands that sell toothpaste tablets and so i got one of them and my what i'm doing is just exposing people to the alternative so it's like it could be cheaper if it could save you money and it helps the environment it's a win-win it's just that people don't know about these products it's cheaper than regular toothpaste yeah it can be because you damn bro that's crazy i think that's a seller right there. yeah that that's like yo if it's good yeah if it's better for the environment and it makes and it's cheaper like that's what you really need like i feel like what oil got over everything is oil so cheap like to make plastic and everything with oil is really really cheap that's why it's ruled everything right now yeah but but i think i also think oil is just old way of thinking bro you know what i'm saying like i I think i mean yeah but but like adapt bro yeah, I mean, yeah, but you you said, like you said, it, the money runs the world, bro. And oil is right now is the cheapest option that we have. And nobody's going to, like, literally, why are they going to be like, all right, I'm going to spend $10 to make this, or I can spend a dollar to make it with plastic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're going to spend that $1. Like, that's just how, how the world runs, but. Uh, see, I, I never, I can never wrap my head around. I know that's how it runs. I can never wrap my head because it's like, bro, it's because if, if his it's, business is not moral like that. Yeah, it's if it's morally moral. wrong, why the fuck are you doing it, bro? That's my thing. I'm always like, yo, if, is is if I'm like, for for example, right? I'm, uh, I work at the bank, right? And I, I felt like it was like morally wrong, right? Like I come from like a poor community, this and that. But my job is literally making people richer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just doesn't make any sense. So. Like, I was like, man, I like I, that was always in the back of my head. It's just, like, morally wrong. And I feel like if I was, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. But if I was a billionaire, right, and I could make the moral choice that saves the planet that we live on, I would make it in a heartbeat, bro. And every time, bro. I wouldn't care that it costs a little more or a little extra. I would do it, bro. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, it, it just makes sense in my head, bro. I can't wrap my head around it. People spend a lot of money on things that make them feel good, like, for women like makeup women spend a lot of money on makeup because it can make them feel good and they don't really care about the price so that's like an industry where like the price doesn't matter but it's like if you feel good then you're probably gonna buy it and this is to make you feel good about how you treat the environment which a lot of people don't even know what's happening so it's like both Mm. you need to be educated and then you're gonna be like oh wow and and this is the solution like that was an easy obstacle that I just overcame. But people are willing to pay more for things that make them feel good. I, I, I got, I just, uh, an idea just came to my head. Yo, take this, like I'm telling you, uh, makeup, right? Like the, I don't know, the mirror or something. It's made out of plastic, right? Yeah. Is there like a way we could get that equal friendly where women are still getting their makeup and still- Make it out of metal, bro. Make it like a- so and I then have- you can like replace the 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 pop thing that pops in like the makeup that you pop in it's like a metal case but you pop in like the just the makeup part i don't know no there's like two big brands right now that are doing that like one of them is metal so you return it and then they refill it and the other one is bamboo and i'm going i i'm trying some of them and then i'm going to start selling them in uvita so it's like but they're already doing that you know which is awesome but it's very new like all of these products are very new so it's like a lot of space for growth mm-hmm. and for you specifically we are in the process of creating our own product it also has to do with makeup but it hasn't been made yet so it's very new it's very fresh and like the movement right now it looks really big but it's actually just the beginning of it yeah like- I mean, that's crazy right you're going you're going to a year strong september 15th that's yeah. that's amazing like congratulations, congratulations to you. for real bro like that that is 
That is beautiful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like years and years. So like, what's the, what's the five, 10 year plan that you got that you envision UV that going? So the five year plan is definitely having a big online presence, having a wide range of products, having our very own product that no brand in the world has ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we're working on right now. And then also is to have our storefront. So mm -hmm, because like, well, the only reason why I'm interested in the storefront is because my parents are entrepreneurs in Boston. They both have their own storefronts and my mom is looking to retire within a year or two. So she's like, Camila, like you have to figure out what you're going to do with this space. You're either going to rent it out and collect the rent or you're going to do a business in the store. And then I never knew what I was going to do. I was like, I'll just rent it out. But then once I started my business, which I didn't know I was going to start now, I'm like, Oh, I want this store to be like the little, like physical spot where it's a safe zone for people. Like, you know, where people can physically go to the store and try the products, touch the products, try them on, smell them, you know, everything before they buy it. And it'll be, it'll be like local. It'll be like a local community store. So it's like, if you have a, a, an artist in East Boston that wants to promote themselves, like I'll give them that space for the weekend. My products will be on the wall for anyone that needs them, but that space will be for that local artist. And then my room's a mess episode, yeah. bro, in the storefront. So podcast like in person and you sit down and like, you know, like have wine and stuff like that. Like I want a store where it's like a safe zone for what East Boston has always been, which is a very diverse community where, you know, we all come from different backgrounds, different statuses, and we can go to, like, I don't know any place in Eastie where you can just go and, like, hang out, and, and you want to hang out there, and, and you, all, you also could buy your own products, so that's what I'm trying to do with my mom's mm. store. Definitely, definitely. So, speak, speaking of backgrounds, right, I don't want to get this wrong, so I'm going to read it off my notes, but Marty Walsh shouted you out, right? You posted something, Marty Walsh shouted you out, and he gave you the, I don't want to get this wrong, ladies and gentlemen, the JFK Award for Academic Excellence, right? And in, in the caption, right, I was reading your caption and you just, you're talking about that. Like there was a point where, you know, because you were like an undocumented student, they weren't going to let you go to college or they said you couldn't go to college. So can you like dive into that and just talk about that story? So that was in my senior year of high school. I went to my college counselor, like every other student does. And she was like, all right, we're going to start your FAFSA. And I was like, perfect. And she was asking me like, what? some number that I didn't know. And I was like, oh, actually, uh, my mom wanted me to tell you that I don't have that. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. My mom just told me that, like, I don't have that stuff. So I don't know. She's like, well, then that means you basically can't go to college. And like, mind you, like, I've grown up in like that immigrant background where like, I grind no matter what, like my GPA was high. I made a bunch of connections. I was on the debate team. I brought my little high school to like a new level on the debate side and my high school very much like recognized me for that. And then when I was told I couldn't go to college, I was like so confused because everyone else is like having such an easy process. And then my mom explained it to me. She's like, oh, listen, Camila, like you're an undocumented person. Like you don't have papers and to qualify for FAFSA, you need to be a citizen. So you don't qualify for that application that everyone in your class is stressing about. Like you can't even apply to it. So I told my advisor and that advisor was basically uneducated on the topic. And that just shows a lot of flaws that we have in the school system. Where yeah, she for sure. I know. If you were someone else, you would have just gave up. And, yeah. and like, bro, that there are so many undocumented students for, in our school too, bro. Like, 
Yeah. You got to be able to handle that situation. Yeah. So then I was like, wait, didn't like that girl that graduated last year, wasn't she also undocumented? Like, and she's in college. So I was like, something is off. So I started talking to people that were older than me and I was like, you're in college and you're undocumented. Like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, basically like you just have to get, you just apply without FAFSA. It's, it's the same thing. You just apply yeah. to college. You just don't have that government help where you get. The, like the financial aid. aid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just went without FAFSA and that meant I had to pay college out of pocket because mm-hmm. like I couldn't, even though I, I did really well, there was no college that was giving me a full ride more than UMass Boston. Like, other colleges were private and they're like, listen, we'll pay $40,000 for you, but you still have to pay that $10,000. And I'm like, what? No way. Like, I'm not doing that. But then I applied to UMass Boston, which is very friendly to undocumented students. And they gave me a lot of funding. And I was like, this school looks like my school. Like, they're one, welcoming. They're two, diverse. Three, they're in the city of Boston. So, like, they have to be very on top of their games. Like, and then I, it was like the best decision that I made. Beautiful, bro. Yeah. That's, that's that's awesome. That's amazing. That's it's just like, bro. That's a crazy origin story. Like to come from, like all those struggles, right? To still make get, it up top. Get Marty Walsh yeah. to say your name, yo. Yes. I'm yeah. giving this award to you. That's, yeah. bro. That is a beautiful story right there. Yeah. Hats off to you. That's crazy. Yeah, people were like, hey, like, how did you apply to that award? Because, like, I want to apply when I'm a senior. I was like, there is no applying to that award. Like, they pick someone out of the whole graduating class for the class of 2020. And UMass Boston is huge. It's like 30,000 students. And our grade, the senior class, I think it's like 6,000 or 5,000. So I was like, there's no applying. Like, they don't tell you what awards there are. You either just get the email or you don't. And I didn't know that award was a thing because no one like we don't pay attention to that and so yeah they awarded it and i didn't know that marty wash was gonna give me a shout out um that was also a surprise my friends were the ones that told me because like i wasn't even paying attention to our like little ceremony <laughs> and my friends were like yo you need to go watch the video i was like what because you know our graduation this year was online yeah so, yeah that's oh, like, that sucks man i literally yeah. i pressed play on the video because it's a video and then i like walked over to like fill up my cup with water and i walked back and in those like two seconds i missed it and so then i finished the rest of the video and it was only like 10 minutes long <laughs> so i was like okay like that was our graduation like wow it didn't really feel like it but that that was awesome and <laughs> natalie was like you know, did you see what he just said about you i was like what and she's like dude you need to watch that again and i watched it again and it was like the very first minute of the graduation ceremony that I missed. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's even better that you missed it the first time. And yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, all right, nah, you're fucking with me. Like, shut the, you know what I mean? Shut the hell up. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you watch it and then you get the reaction out of yourself. That's just cool. Damn, yo, how does that feel, bro? Like one out of 6,000 people. Yeah, how, if be- you can ex- try to explain it the best you can, how is that feeling? Um, I don't know, but like the only, I mean, how does it feel? Like, it's just, it's very surprising. You know, it's like, I just felt like I definitely made my story very clear. Like I was always very talk active and like when I was undocumented, like I would talk about it, even though it's a scary topic and now I'm no longer undocumented. Like I've, I've made it through that, but I will still always talk about it because I know what that struggle is and, and no one really knows until you are in that struggle. So Mm. like, even though I'm not part of it anymore, like I will always talk about it because it's my origin story and it's some, 
kind of oppression that a lot of students go through and then it, it wasn't just that then I told them about how much they helped me with like education I was like word education changed my life like I found a purpose like thank you so much so I let my professors know I let my community know I let the university know so I think over the span of four years they're like all right this girl's always talking to us about her problems why she can't get in FAFSA and now she's telling us about how she loves our education and the major that she found now she started a business because of a scholarship we gave her like I think that all like really fueled them to pick me for that damn that's yeah definitely not nah, your, your story is like a it's like a story where like it's kind of like a movie you know what I mean like the like you see the person struggling or whatever Yo, don't worry bro give it 20 years I bet you it's gonna be a, a Maria Maria Camilla Vasco movie bro yeah for sure yeah like, it's, like, it's like a thing where like you're struggling and it's like you're getting denied things that you you know you truly deserve right you were top of your class like you were saying right you were on your shit um and then and then it's like it's like a thing where like you're you're going through the motions and then through you you know instead of taking that you know the, i call it like the easy route where it's just straight through like that like privileged people have and they just do what they got to do it's like a thing where you even you though you took a little back row and you went through it you're still at the top and like there's there's no stopping you that's it that's just it there's just no Bro. stopping you and, and it's like when you have that kind of story and you've gone through all these struggles to get where you are, bro, like, no, you're even better than anybody else that is at maybe at the same level as you, but they got it easy. You're going to, you have that, like, behind you, like, that oomph that got you there because you had to get through, get through all that shit. Yeah, for sure. The humbleness gets me yeah. to a lot of places, a lot of rooms. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I, think, I think that's the... That's the beauty. I, like, so this is what I'm saying. So I always ask Jay. I've always asked Jason, like, who do you feel bad for, right? Do you feel bad for the, the kid that, you know, had it all and, and never, never grew up, like, experiencing all these, you know, struggles where, like, you had to, you know, time and time again, you had to keep winning. You had to, you, you essentially learn how to win. You know what I'm saying? Or is it like a thing where, like, everything was given to you? I, like, and I, at first I was like, nah, I feel bad for the, the person that's struggling, right? We, we all struggle. But in retrospect, like in at the end, I feel bad for the person that never got any of those experiences because mm -hmm. they're struggling to know what life is and they're struggling to even yeah. like the simplest struggle for us that because we've been fighting our whole lives. It's like a struggle where when they're like 80, it's still like huge. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They're confused. Yeah, it's like it's like I, I don't think I could ever live a life where I'm constantly struggling <laughs> without any any type of knowledge bro you know what i'm saying i the, think that community is so important because like you find people that have gone through things that you've gone through and then you're like oh word you made it out i can too yeah that yeah for sure inspire that's exactly you're an inspiration bro so getting back to your business right so now you've been going for about you're going to be a year year strong like what is the next step for you like what do you want to do to take you take your business up to the next level so I'm definitely trying to develop this product. Um, I'm not gonna, I don't really think I'm gonna get a patent because it's very expensive and people, well, lawyers said that people will copy it no matter what. So I'm just gonna run with it. I'm gonna launch a Kickstarter so more people can know about the store. Um, but basically a Kickstarter is like you, people like throw, like people send some funds. Yeah, like donate. Because the they believe in the cause, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to start a Kickstarter to have the store 
become a transitional store. So it's like the business, my, the little storefront pop-up that I have is like one corner is my products and my brand and my business, but mm -hmm. the rest of the store is my mom's store. And my mom basically said, said, she's like, once you make more money than I do on this side of the store, the rest of the store is yours. So I'm like, word, that means obviously I have a challenge in my hand, but I'm like, if I can get the people of Boston to know that this store can be what it is already, then we're going to make that flip. So I'm trying to like have a lot more outreach, have more people know about it, have events there, host events, you know, have more people like want to go to the store and, and learn that like not only is the store going to sell the eco-friendly products, it will also be a store for the community where like we can host events, we can host anything that we want because the space will be for the community and, and other people can also put their products on the shelves, you know. Hmm. So, so where, 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 where is that located right now? So the store is in Maverick, um, on Maverick Street. So it's a very foot traffic area, which is really great. And, you know. Yeah, okay. okay. That's what's, awesome. the, what's like the 10, 15 year plan? Like, are you trying to franchise UV that? Or is it like a thing where you want it to maintain a local, like homey feeling? No, I would love to franchise UV. Um, but that's why I want that one store. So I could be yeah. like, this is where it all started from. And everything else is just like a replica of this store. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah franchise you know that would be awesome and i would also love to do like pop-ups so i want us to get really creative with the products because i like i said earlier like this wave is kind of new like a lot of brands are like word how do we come up with an alternative to a plastic pen to a plastic shoe to a plastic folder like everything in the world is out of plastic so how do we come up with the alternative to it and that's just gonna keep growing so one, we want to create our own creative products that will be from us, but we also want to help bring awareness to the other brands that are also having cool products. And we will also offer them at our store so people can get all the products that they need in one place without having to search everywhere for it. Okay. So that's what I want. Like a it's, like a, it's like a Walmart for good products, right? Yeah. For eco-friendly? <laughs> for eco-friendly products. You know, you sell it at that store. That's pretty fire, bro. Not going to lie. That it'll be like, yo, when somebody's trying to design one of those products, it'll be like, yo, my 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 products at a UV the store, bro. Like, yo, that's crazy. That's how it's gonna be. So what what like if I was say I was like, I don't know, 10 years old and I'm I'm you know, I'm looking up to, oh, you're my hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is like the advice you're giving that 10 year old? You know what I'm saying? That he wants to be just like you. Like what 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 are you telling him? I love that question. And I would tell that 10 year old it's like Pick a problem that you see in society that you don't like, that bothers you, and go after it and bring solutions towards it. Because there's a lot of stuff that we can do in society, not just in the sustainability era area, but like in a lot of things like, oh, like family stuff, you know, other businesses, like business science, science, like you don't like how people don't treat dogs this way, like go after that problem and fix it. Like, you know, mm. make a difference in this world and have your impact on it. Because one, you're gonna feel so like, you're gonna feel like full of life. You're gonna feel like you have a purpose. And two, you're gonna see things changing right in front of your eyes. And you're gonna see that your actions have done that. So I like people, you know, I don't want people to feel like they're clueless. Like I want everyone to have a purpose and, and feel like word, I like this and I'm gonna run with it. So that's what I would tell a 10 year old. But because I'm biased, I would also tell them, like, and if you're interested in the environmental <laughs> growing market, because that's what I already do. I, um, 
Last year, I hosted a climate change workshop at the Timothy Middle School in Roxbury. And I got to just teach eighth graders about climate change. And I made sure that it was not like a sad topic because I'm not trying to have these kids sad or crying like I was in college. So I was like, this is going to be very positive And we're going to talk to you guys like you guys are leaders. So this is the problem. And how are you going to solve it? Like you guys are more creative than the average human because you're younger. You guys can solve this problem. And they're like, oh, the adults aren't doing it. Like we can do it. I'm like, yeah, you can. And you know what? You can also sign up for this program that will help you do that. And you can sign up to this business program that will listen to your ideas because you're smart and you're, you're young and you're innovative and like make these kids feel like they are leaders no matter the age that they are, no matter that they live in Roxbury or whatever neighborhood they're in. Like they all need to feel like they are like on top of the world and, and that they don't really need to listen to the adults. Because if you look at us now, like, the oil industry are the adults that are older and don't want to change and don't want to lose their money. Like we can't have these little kids thinking that the same thing, that they have to do the same thing to make money. They need to, mm. okay, you need to put both. You need to also make money, but you can do that by doing good in society. And that's not impossible. Mm, that's, that's great advice. Amazing advice. Yeah. Like I feel like just, if you start out, I, I always say this too. Like if you, oh, if you start people young and, and like, you know what I mean? Let people know what's going on, like truly, and not like just hide it from them. From you know that they they could form their own opinions. They could think about them for longer, and they could come up with greater solutions, bro. Like that's just, I feel like it's so simple math, bro. It just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I think that's beautiful. Like earlier, like before before we started uh, um, recording, right? You said that you you were you're trying to start like uh, like similar like. Uh, teaching little kids and stuff is that like going to be routine like normal like every saturday or something i would love to do that like once a month and it's definitely going to be part of the ub the like business because i'm like this business will get me into doors that i was not welcome to before just because people don't know who i am or what i'm trying to do mm. but i did that workshop and i actually loved it because those kids came out so inspired and they didn't want me to leave and they're like oh we want you to come back because I want to start this project. I want to start a recycling system in my school and, and I need your help. And I'm like, okay, like, this is my email. Like, is this <laughs> eighth grader going to email me asking me for help? Like I will be there for you. You know, like I will make time. So um, yeah, now I have scheduled to do a climate change workshop at the Donald McKay um, middle school in East Boston for the end of October. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So I was like, I want to bounce around different schools and like, you know, like I need more than just the products. I, I need to really feel like I'm doing something in the community. That's the, that's the hunger you have in you. Every, that's every, crazy. Every, so you say something like crazy and inspiring and, and, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then you're like, but I need to do more. And it's that yeah. hunger that's going to, that you're going to go through the, through the universe. I got one important question. Mm-hmm. When are you running for president? <laughs> <laughs> like bro you literally are like a person that like speaks well and you're passionate that's like the two things that make for good leaders right there and you're on the debate team boom you You got experience in debates i mean i'll definitely vote for you you got my check don't worry no i i did want to go into politics when i was little like i don't know why but in high school i was on the debate team so i was like word like i guess i want to go into politics and that's why I started off as a political science major my freshman year of high school, yeah. I mean college, 
And that was the very beginning of the Trump era. So not only was I falling asleep in my math and English and history classes, but then when I got to the classes that were my major, everyone was like now a Trump supporter and they were like fighting, like arguing with the professors. And I was like, what? I'm paying to learn something. And this student is arguing with the professor for a majority of the class. Like, this cannot be my major. I could not do this for four years. Like, this system is outdated also. Like, I'm learning this system that came out in the ancient history and has not really changed. Really? Like, it they, started in the 1700s, bro. Like what Joe Rogan said, they wrote the rules for this country with a fucking feather, bro. It's yeah. time to change, bro. That's true. That's crazy. I didn't even think about that, bro. Like, like, bro. Like, he, like uh, Joe Rogan has a joke where he's like, um, he's like, Thomas Jefferson, if you brought him back from, 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 Whatever. The dead? The dead, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's he like, at, bro? In my head. In the bar? In my head, he went on vacation. In no, the no, strip no, club? No. Like, Chatella. No, when you bring him back from the dead, he, he says a joke where he's like, what the fuck? You still have the same rules? I wrote that shit with a fucking feather. He, he was, he, yo, he literally probably be like, yo, you know, you guys are supposed to change these every so often, right? Like. <laughs> an expiration date on this contract. Yeah, I think, I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like this country, especially with, with, what's going on with you know everything i think it just needs like a change like a big 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 major change and it needs a movement to happen and it, it would really it would really happen with the presidency change bro that's really the only thing that could really happen like if, if say bernie sanders really got into office bro who wants to make active change that would make active change like the president holds so much power it's just we're going against a lot of like money which is another reason why it's like so powerful to go against that because you're like this is outdated like no one's calling you guys out on this stuff yeah they don't I want think, people to be calling them out i think i think just like we it doesn't even have we don't i feel like simple things like social media like for you for example you bring awareness uh you know eco-friendly stuff i think we just need to bring awareness to the fucking bullshit and like talk about it, like you know what I mean. Instead of talk, now, I'm not saying not talk about entertaining shit, right? Like fucking music and what Cardi B's doing on Saturday, whatever, whatever fuck we talk about. But I'm saying we should have times where we're talking about the important shit, like like you for example. It like eco, like uh, climate change is not uh, it's not the happy you know rolling in the daisies kind of conversation, but it's a conversation that needs to be had. And it's the same thing with other issues that we have. I feel like it's just. We have to get it out there, bro. We have to educate people in what needs to change. Like, that's the, the thing, bro. People are trying to just, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but you know what's crazy to me is that, is that literally, bro, like, regardless, it's going to be forced. We're going to have to talk about it. Because if we ignore it and ignore it, ignore it, then it's going to come, yo, oh, my God, bro. Like, it's 90 degrees and it's December, bro. And then yeah. we're going to have to be, we're going to be forced to talk about that shit. Like, it's really pointless to be pushing it off. Dude, I was like, I was like, yo, you, were you, did you play football with us, Jay, when we played in January? It was 70 degrees out on a Saturday, bro. I mean, I'm so insane. I was legit like, why the fuck is it 70 degrees in January, bro? It made no fucking sense. And we're over here, shorts, bro, t-shirts, playing football, bro. I was, I was like, bro, flabbergasted is the word, bro. I was shook. <laughs> I was legit like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm telling you, it's definitely a conversation that just needs to fucking happen. Yeah. Like, like, like what you're saying. The, the, what's, the curtains are going to be pulled back no matter what. No matter how much we try to hold them, like, the earth is going to show us what we've done to it. And, like, the perfect example is COVID-19 because 
no one knew there was a pandemic coming. No one knew that the people that are alive right now would experience one, but it's like, why is that happening now? Like there's clearly an imbalance in the world right now. And, and we can't not like face it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think there's been pandemics every so often, but I think, and they, I too, also there's been so many times that the global warming has like, you know, the earth has gone through global warming, froze over and then redid it again. So it's, I, I feel like it's just the earth doing its thing. You know, the earth's just doing its thing, but we are smart enough to know we can stop it or change it that we should, if we want to survive, because it's only going to be for us. The earth doesn't care. It's us. I mean, I think it was supposed to be like a much longer process. But we oh, are yeah, for sure. We are like making accelerating it, like just making it skyrocket compared to like how slow it was back in the day before mm. advanced. Jesus, we got we got to change somehow, bro. Because I mean, go, we got to awareness, bro. If you think about it, bro, like I, I, this is this is like off topic, but some science shit. Yeah, yeah. Like the plants, plants used to be ginormous, bro. Literally, like. Like, like if you like dinosaurs were huge, the plants were that big too, and the plants were that big <laughs> because there was so much CO two in the air. Like okay. CO two is the car is the gas that makes global warming. There was so much CO two in the air that plants got to be this big, bro. That's and bigger, then bigger than this. Bro. Then they sucked all the CO two out of it, and then it was just oxygen, and then it froze over, and then it redid it. Like that's how the Earth worked. That shit's it's just doing its thing. Yeah. Yeah, but if we could like try to fucking prevent it from fa- doing it faster, right? Yeah, Should no, no, it's that? definitely us because like if the plastic gas is one, like gas, you use so much gas and oil and like to make electricity and to run our houses, that's that's what's gonna change. Like I feel like that's a really big one. That's why I like the topic of sustainability. Like be- before, we never even used that word in our vocab, but that is what sustainability is. It's both letting nature thrive on its own, not letting it take over us, but also not letting it disappear right before our eyes, which is what we're having. Like we are just taking over the world. We have concrete everywhere. We have land everywhere, which is awesome. We are doing our thing, but at some point our air quality is going down. Our water is not even good for us. And those are things that we cannot live without. So it's like, that's when the consequence comes because the day that we don't have clean air we just ruined it for ourselves. It doesn't matter how much property or real estate we have, which is really good for our economy, but it's like, we need the clean air more than we need all those things because mm. humans have this body that we depend on and we depend on food, water, and air. So we at least need to take care of those three things. And for, that- For, for sure. Because like, there, there's a study that shows that like kids in East Boston and Chelsea are like exceptionally or exponentially more- subject to being able to get asthma because of the like the planes because the airport's right the there gas, the gas the gas in the air and the gas the oil tanks that are right there we're more subject salt to, piles yeah I, mean, I don't know if the salt piles really have to do anything but it the, i uh. mean maybe maybe <laughs> but um like we're more subject to getting asthma which is crazy like i have asthma so many other kids have asthma that i know and it's because of the the air quality that we let all these planes and all this shit be in our air that's fucking us up. Yeah, that makes me wonder why they put the airport in Eastie then. Like, was it because we were a low-income low income neighborhood? That they yeah. Oh. Getting asthma, but mm. if we switched all those planes to electric planes, which are, which is an industry that is growing right now, and, like, 
I just graduated in May. So obviously everyone is around me is asking me like, are you applying to full-time jobs or are you gonna like run with Uvita fully? And I'm still stuck in between because I don't have a full-time job. I'm doing Uvita full-time. But occasionally I do get like my parents being like, all right, Kami, like, are you going to start applying to full time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and I'm like, yes, I am. But then they see that like my business numbers are growing. So they're like, no, no, don't worry. It's like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, like I just got another award yesterday from the East Boston representative, um, Adrian Madaro. So, and then he just sent it to my house and I had like no clue about it. So you just opened the mail and then boom, you found it. Yeah, my mom was like, oh, you got a big package. And then I opened it. I was like, oh, from like the East Boston representative. Like, I don't know what it's about. And she's like, open it. And I'm like, oh, what? He's like just recognizing me for my business. And she's like, awesome. You know, so it's like a back and forth between like, are you going to apply to a full-time job? Or are you going to run with this business? So right now I'm running with this business, but I do get asked like if I will apply. And when I, and if I do, which someday I think I will, I don't know. Um, just to get more experience and build connections, um, mm. I would be interested in working for like an electric airplane company, you know, like a alternative to plastic, hemp plastic, like, um, you know, other like bamboo plastic, like all these other companies that are really trying to make a change in the market. Mm. I, I think I, personally, I think like it's like a thing where the more reps you get out of something, the better you'll get at it. So I think the I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the more time you put into your business the more it'll grow and the more that you'll be making money off your business and you'll just like you know what i mean i feel like like there's like a thing about owning something right like i have this podcast with jason it's like a thing that it's yours and, and it's like it's like a baby like you want it to grow healthy and you want it to flourish and be like the best thing ever you know what i mean and yeah. i think I, I i think you have the passion you have you know you have the story you have big be leaving have, his baby at the park though Nah, I don't, I don't have a kid. Be leaving his baby at the park. <laughs> well, nah, nah, I don't. That's a lie, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing. I'm playing. Nah, bro. Anyway, right, yo, I got this man nervous, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Oh my god, I, I love your laugh. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Nah, it's it's just like I feel like ah, uh, you lost me, bro. Yeah. I, was to, oh, I, I got it. I got good. it. Good. Oh I man, I was like, I was trying to change the subject. <laughs> Oh no! I was just gonna say I feel like it's just thing where like it's gonna it's gonna grow like because oh you're for sure so passionate about it. yeah facts. I don't know. facts uh so actually I have a so you were talking about like jobs that you were trying to get so what actually like do you learn in your major is it like science and shit like what is it so it's um basically like the imbalance that we have with the environment so it is based on science but it's not like I was in the labs physically testing out what how much microplastics there is in the ocean. Like that was some students, but the classes that I focused on was more of the general classes, which is like, all right, we know that according to scientists, there's this much plastic in Boston Harbor. And then we also know that some people are also eating, um, fishing for them and that people are eating the fish. And then now we know that there's 1% of plastic in human bodies in 2020. So it's like, it's more general. It's not like I'm physically testing out someone's body and finding out that 1%. Like we are learning from what the scientists are doing, but we get more of the general aspect that it's like, okay, well with 1% of human bodies made out of plastic now, like this is only 2020. If we keep going at this rate, will that continue to increase? Also, this is plastic is a fossil fuel. So how will that affect us and our hormones? Does that mean it's going to be linked to cancer? Is it going to be linked to this? Like, 
what new sicknesses are going to come from our very own consequences that we don't see in front of our eyes unless we invest in the people who are scientists and who are continuing to study these things. So it's like a very general umbrella, which I love so much because I, I'm very much like I'm a human. So obviously I'm like, yes, we want to live our life. Like I'm trying to find the balance in between both where we can do what we want to do, just like we already do without having the consequences of our health and our air quality and our water quality and food quality. Cause we can't move on without that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's actually a lot of shit. So do you find that your degree has helped you while, while when starting your business too? Yeah, definitely. Like the degree was what educated me on what is climate change. I never even heard of the word sustainability before I started studying this major. And I had a lot of confidence because I'm like, I studied this full time. Like there's, I know everything that I know because of my professors who are highly educated. So I kind of knew like what I was talking about. And that's why I wasn't afraid of going into this field. The thing that I didn't know about was business. Like that's the part that I didn't know. So I'm like, word, I know why this product is important. Now I just need to learn how to market it, how to do like an ad, like the business part of it, which is what I'm learning more of because the science part is like already, I already got that. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is that it's always changing. So like, yeah, I studied it for the past four years and I just graduated in May, but there's always going to be new research coming out, new like study cases. Like, so because that's my interest, I'm always going to be on top of that. And that's why I feel very confident in like being the like leader in this business because people can have actual scientific questions for me to answer. And I will straight up tell them like, I don't know. And you can find the answer here. Or actually, I know this because I read this article or I've been looking into this, you know. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I'm a, a reliable source is very important. That that's awesome because you need to like people like I feel like I can run into the to the point where you know you sometimes you Google something and you're like you're like oh I I'm trying to Google this and I don't know and then sometimes I can't like find exactly what the answer I'm looking for I wish I could just ask somebody now you're gonna be that person that somebody's gonna be like hey yo I got this question yeah, I know I get a lot of people that ask me that and even like um, investment firms they're like hey like you think we should start investing in green businesses? Like, you know about, you're a business woman and you're very much pushing for that movement. And, and they ask me and I have meetings with them and I'm like, yes, it's a smart investment. It's people are becoming more educated. The studies show that people are purchasing stuff that will make them feel good and that is not packaged in harmful um, packaging like plastic or doesn't have harmful toxic chemicals. like that um, consumer group is growing. So if you invest in this, then it will pay you back and like mm. things like that. It's, I, it's I, interesting. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's definitely uh, like a sector to invest in just cause it's, it's growing. And like the problem is now. So like, not only like people are going to invest because they want to change now, but it's going to grow because it's going to fix a lot of things in the future. So that, that's why it's going to forever be something you invest in, bro. And going back to what we said before too, that, it's like regardless of what happens, that curtain's gotta open. Once that curtain's open, UV that was already there. Well, however long it's gonna been have been there, be like, oh, this is the this is the company we want to invest in. They've known this since the start that this is what's important. Yeah, and then one day you're dropping an IPO and it's greater than the ones that Facebook and Uber had. Boom. And then you're 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 I'm investing. <laughs> I'm investing. Yeah, I me mean, for sure. Exactly. That's- <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. 
some people contact me like to invest, but I was like, I'm not where I want to be. And I think you guys see the vision, but it's too soon. Like they want to hop on the train while they can see that I'm small, but it's like, no, it's too soon because one, I need to make the numbers on my own. And I don't even know about investors yet. So like, I'm just gonna refer you, you to- You get swindled. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you, you they could, like, I mean, if, if I'm a, I mean, obviously my opinion doesn't matter, but like, I feel like you're really passionate and you love what you're doing. So like, you know, investors, they really just care about the money. And I yeah. feel like that'll taint your company. Like, I yeah. feel like you, you at the, at the front of it is just gonna, what's going to bring it to its peak. And what's really going to, it's like with the passion is what's driving you more than just the money. I think it's also a thing like when you, ha- when you start to get investors, it's like a thing where like you're starting to have other people's opinions on how, cause that, right now. So that's not only your, your, your pockets, right. Your wallet that's in the, in the mix, right. It's other people's money. So then they can, they have, and they have the right to have opinions on your things. And I just think a year, um, like a year strong, but like that time frame of a year, I think it's just too short to have investors right right now. Well, obviously, our opinions don't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but our opinions don't matter. I don't know. I'm just spitballing with you. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, it's too soon, and uh, and I I need an investor who's like into this too. Like they only invest in green companies. They know this is what's a growing thing. They love it. They either studied it, and they will actually help bring my business to the next level. And naturally, they already know about this stuff. Like, I don't want to educate them. I need someone that's already on board and is always up to date on what's happening and, like, the latest news because that's how they will really bring value to the plate. Exactly. You can't have someone that's money hungry because then you'll have an issue where, like, they're trying to put oils and shit into your, you know what I'm saying? Because it makes billions of dollars. Bring it back down. It's like, this is a full circle. (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) It's just a thing. Full circle. She said full circle. We started with oil. We got back to oil. That's how it is, bro. Yeah, exactly. It- but oil is like going down because it's like a limited resource unless we keep like... Um, I saw. I think I saw something the other day, though, that you can make like if you put trash, like you leave trash like and you put it under high, high pressure, you can make oil like that, too. That And I was like, that's dangerous because that's just going to bring the oil industry back more if that's true. If we have a lot of trash, so if we can do something with our trash that would be awesome as long as we do it in a sustainable way where it's not polluting more that that was my question so if we could all right with a lot of pressure if we could do trash right and then it'll become oil is that still gonna have the same effect that oil has because whether you find a different way to make it if the end result is still fucking up earth then it then that's not the answer well i mean i think oil like uh, the burning of oil is what is a big problem because when you burn oil it becomes co2 carbon monoxide all that shit right so, and you don't get that back. That just goes into the air and it stays there. Plastic, if you can find a way to make it oil again, somebody's just going to burn that and then put it back up. That's just like getting us more chance to burn more oil, which I think is counterintuitive. More like, shit, like yeah. You, yeah. You, you use the trash to make it something that, you know, like she said, sustainable. Sustainable means you, you make it and then you can make it again. It's going to work for you always, bro. So... That's one thing. That's like why green energy is important. Like elect, like solar panels, bro. Crazy. 1970s. They were made in the 1970s. Hasn't moved because oil oil went up. They were like, oil's good. Let's go oil, not solar panels. And that's why the, the technology hasn't moved in so long. Like just, they stop it. They, they really do their best to like make laws against these companies. So they can't move forward, but they've been pull, pulling through. 
and about the trash thing like if we just literally work on taking the co2 that we produce out of the atmosphere then we can create that balance and that is what sustainability is like we produce a lot of co2 but we don't do enough to take it out and the little ways to take it out is by having trees trees healthy ocean the ocean like uh the ocean takes a lot of co2 out but because we're damaging it it's doing less of that but if we have a healthy ocean it will naturally take it out for us and we can keep doing the stuff that we do just in a more sustainable way you know like not all the co2 is going to go up forever like we're, we have to make things to take it back down and that creates like the cycle mm, okay it, i'm sorry i i'm not like too like familiar is it like we have to clean the ocean first and then put it in or is it like we have to put it in and clean the ocean while we're putting in that new process how's that work i think you move everything forward but at the I, same time right now we right now we have so much co2 in the air already that if we clean the ocean now it would collect all that and while we're making that new process we need like green scientists that are like this will actually make us money and be good for the environment not just a scientist who says like okay this is gonna make us money and it's gonna solve it like no we need someone that really is looking at how we're impacting the environment but at the same time just realizing that people will only do it if it makes money yeah that's what's tough because it's like the capitalistic world bro. the oil oil is already made like you it's in the earth you just get it from the earth it's already made you don't have to make anything all you got to do is like process it to break it you have to do like cracking so that it gets you know become smaller particles that you can use and shit but so like it's already made if it's something you have to make right now for sustainable energy it's you got to make it which costs money to make stuff because fracking i mean to take out the oil is fracking that means you need to drill really big holes into the earth Mm -hmm. and take those oils out those workers that do that they have cancer within like five years so they're always switching the workers and also fracking is proven to make earthquakes and hurricanes which is why areas like Texas and all those areas are always dealing with these natural disasters because of fracking. So we're still like having a lot of consequences for it. When we can think about like wind energy, which is just the energy of the wind, which wind is free, which is just wind. You will never have to worry about wind running out because it's a natural system and we can get free energy from it. The same thing goes for water, the energy and water, like rivers and streams, the ocean waves, that gives us free energy and you don't have to dig into the center of the earth and release all these CO2 emissions into the air and like create a really bad neighborhood. Like the fracking factories are all in poor neighborhoods and those poor, those citizens are like always going to the hospital for sicknesses. You know, they're not going to have a rich neighborhood next to a fracking company because, you know, they're all going to end up sick. And then those people have high power and they're going to go back to the people in the oil industry and say, stop doing this. That's so it, crazy, it, right? Climate, race, environmental racism is definitely like a big part of it. That's crazy. So, so, so the top, it's like, all right, they put the fracking companies into the, into the poor neighborhoods. Right. And then these, these poor people are getting sick. They go to the hospital and can't pay medical bills because they don't survive. have health insurance yeah oh my god this is that should fucking piss me off bro. Bro, that shit's so how many so times dirty have I and told wrong you? bro like literally so this is another example of, of times where if you are not educated you are ignorant and you're getting put down by the system and if you don't know it you're gonna you're like they're literally like this on you 
and you just don't know it, bro. Like, but unless you're educated, this is one of those times where I, I'm telling you, bro. That's why education is so fuck. Like, I know I say it a lot, and I bring it up pretty much. I say much it all the time too, bro. Every podcast, bro. Like, education for is like the biggest thing that's gonna bring us to the future, bro. Is if our kids are educated right now, we get we get Camilla in every school, right? We have a TV. Camilla gets 15 minutes every day. Yo, the environment is getting fucked up, kids. This is what you can do. I mean, she wouldn't, maybe not along those lines. The environment's getting fucked up. Not kids. exactly on those lines. <laughs> <laughs> but you get her, and she's like, the environment's getting is, is messed up because of this, and we can do this, you know, and all these kids get boosted up. Then we're gonna get the change that we wanna get. Like, damn, bro. They gotta feel like they're the leaders. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we can't, like, keep walking blind, bro. Like, I didn't even know that, bro. I didn't even know that, like, fracking companies were built next to poor neighborhoods. It, and it, bro, it's not just, like, the fracking companies, bro. It's, like, all, like, the, like, the, what is it, bro? There's just, like, the air, like we said, the airport earlier is another one. The oil, oil, you're not going to see those oil tanks, like, next to, like, Wilmington or something like that, bro. Like, you're not at all. It's gotta. It's gonna be next to the places where it's like cheap, cause like the salt piles, another one, bro. Why are they in Chelsea and not anywhere else? Cause if you if you're a rich guy and you see those salt piles walking, you're gonna be like, why is that in my city? Or They're why is that in my town? Yeah. yeah, like then they get to choose, cause they got the money. And there's so many times where we get, like, in like another example, us getting proportionally more Corona. That's another one, bro. That because of the way that the city is, bro. Like it's so much stuff that because of the environment. And are being broke, basically, we get fucked over and we get the short end of the stick, which is why I posted that shit earlier this week, bro. I was like, yo, we just got to handle our shit so that we can get back. We get up. We got to invest in old communities so and educate quote, each other. A quote that I have from your, from your IG, right? Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is awesome stuff. So pay attention, right? So it's, uh, I always wondered why somebody didn't do something about that. And then I realized I am somebody. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, bro, I'm telling you, we are somebody. And let's educate ourselves. Let's educate fucking our neighbor. Let's educate my little brother, Jason's little brother. You know what I'm saying? Let's educate everybody. The whole world, bro. The whole world. let's, Let's fucking have the tough conversations that need to be had to save this fucking world. So we could go through the fucking universe. Uh, actually, this is I have a I, I have another thing that I want to bring up yeah, that same. that me and you were talking about earlier, Vic. So we were talking about how you know our, before we you brought up that you did the the Europe program right and that they were teaching you how to fit in basically with oh, the yeah. people at work. It's called uh, uh for, oh man, it's been a while. Um, I'll, I'll think about it, bro. But it's. But, uh, it's like basically they teach you how to like speak correctly so that you can fit in where you're calling. Oh, it's out. called code switching, bro. Yeah. Code so switching. Essentially, it's, it's the idea where, all right, because I'm from, you know, where I'm from, I, I look and I speak different, right? The Just my presence itself is going to, it's going to already embark something in someone's head where it's like, he's different, right? So then if I'm speaking different, it's like a thing where like, oh, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's super different. And then, I'm not treated equally in, in the field. That's what it is. So it's code switching. You switch up for the audience you have, right? Same way how like, you know, 
teach the fucking kids, right? That's not how you're going to say it to a little kid, right? Your code switch, like, hey, man, like the earth is dying. We got we to gotta bring it back, right? It's not like that's what code switching is. You just fit for your audience. I think that's a bunch of bullshit, bro. That's some <laughs> fucking bullshit, bro. That is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Because you know what? You go to that job and you code switch, you fit in. They're going to be like, all right, this guy's just like me. No, you're not. And you got to celebrate that you guys have differences. That's what it's really got to be. You got to be there like, yo, I come from this place and this place is like this. Like straight up. I come from a place where 50% of the kids graduate, bro. I, I have come from a place where I, a lot of the people I know are in jail now. I come from a place where we're so broke that we get the fracking companies here because because they don't want to go to those other companies, those other cities. Or not. We have to be able to speak up for ourselves, educate dumb so that they know, yo, they reflect like, damn, bro, I got my privilege. Because, you know, then they say, oh, I don't have privilege. But they do. It's not that they're privileged like they get more. It's that they get this and we get less that's the privilege we just get less and you don't get less that and until we come up and we you know not do no code switching bullshit or nothing like that we <laughs> come and talk about ourselves that's when we're gonna start to be be able to communicate and celebrate each other bro our differences but, all right so from my personal experience bro it's it's a thing where like i wanted to grow within within the field right and i wanted to i wanted to learn the best things right so you, the only way you got to learn the business game is by talking to all your, you know what I'm saying? Talking to all your coworkers, learning the game. And if they're not comfortable with even having me around, what makes you think they're going to give me that knowledge? They're going to talk to me comfortably to give me that knowledge. You know what I'm saying? That's you still have to, some it, bullshit it, yeah, though. No, nah, I understand, bro. I understand what you're saying, bro. And I understand it is bullshit, right? Like if it were up to me, I'd be talking like this, like fuck this, fuck that, whatever. But I, I understand the other side because I was in it. And I had it, I had it, you gotta do what you gotta do for yourself sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And you if gotta, that were, yeah. what you gotta make it in the field and then switch it back up. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you gotta play the game a little bit. It's not like, it's not like I just go in there and be like, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't just do that. I gotta, I gotta make them feel comfortable, get to know me, and then we gotta take that extra steps, like you were saying, bro. There's a thing where it's like, we, we don't, have that straight escalator that we're chilling. We have to haul last and go up the stairs, bro. You said that, bro. Oh, I, oh I'm, I'm a genius, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Giving you credit for that shit. Nah, but it's like, it's just, that's just, it's, it sucks, bro. And it's the struggle that we all, bro, me, you, Camille, we all can relate to, bro, right? But it's the struggle that is, is made us who we are, bro. And it's also the struggle that it, it's the cards that we're dealt with, bro. So we got to deal with them the best we can man. Can switch it up though like i listen to podcasts from entrepreneurs that are like women of color and they say they're like no one expected me to make it no one expected me to have a six-figure business but now that i do i can be who i really want to be and i will give opportunities to people who are truly themselves and like they talk their shit on their own podcast because they already made it and they are like being an example for everyone that is trying to get to where they are they're like, all right, well, at first they did this. They worked for Google and they learned from how Google company works, but then they built their own business. And now she has her own business and she can run it how she wants. She can talk to her coworkers however she wants. She can have the hours. She can wear however, like dress however she wants in her own business. 
but it's because she made it and then she's gonna switch up the game she's gonna be like you don't need to dress that way you don't need to talk that way you don't need to go to that school to make it just i did that and and but you need to inspire other people too and and once we see the people at the top that are talking just like us and look just like us and come from neighborhoods like us we're gonna be like okay there is a way out and we are on that path like it's not impossible but for now we are i feel like we are that generation that is about to get there. Bro, we gotta break that fucking wall. That's what we're doing, bro. So that's real. what all three of us are trying to do, bro. We're Yo, you know to, what I just thought of? Prove something, bro. You know what I just thought of, bro. You know that guy? You ever seen that video of the guy that he's punching mad fast the wall and breaking it? That's gotta be us, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a thing where the race has started and they got the head start. It's but, all right. like, but it's we all right. got a we got a whole fucking ass, bro. And you know what I'm saying? We still we're gonna get win, there, bro. bro. We're gonna get there regardless, bro. Exactly, bro. Yo, there's a, there's a, uh, I don't, uh, you guys don't watch the UFC, but there's this fight, right? His name is Czech Congo, right? He gets knocked the fuck out and he's on the floor, right? The ref lets them fight and he's not these days. You could tell he's dizzy, right? And then he get, he lands a punch, right? And he ends up knocking out the dude, right? That's what we are, bro. That's what we have to do, right? We got to knock down. out a dude? No, no, no. Bro. Oh. We're, we're down and we still have to keep fighting even though we're down, bro. I was, ready, I was ready to knock some people out, bro. I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, you can't knock no one out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah, that's, I, I'm telling you, man. It's, I don't know, bro. I feel like code switching, just to go back to that, is, was essential for me to learn what I know now, right? Three years in, in finance, right? And I feel like I've grown and I've, like, I've learned so much that I, I could take, I, I, like, knowledge is power, bro. I, I could take that with me now. And I could show you and I could show Camilla, bro. And I could, I could teach my little brother and I could teach my mom, bro. And, and, and that's making change, bro. You know, small changes that lead to big ones, bro. Yeah. And like, and like, like you were saying, you, you got to just play the game for a little bit and then you got to make it your own. That's true. Game first to play in. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if it's completely bullshit. It is whack, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm saying, I, I don't know. If you guys agree, but I think we should be able to celebrate ourselves in our in our jobs, bro. Like, I I would I am not afraid to go up to somebody and be like, "Yo, this is where I come from." I'm like, if you think of me less, that's your fault. I'm not less. I'm not less at all. No, I don't I'm have not- to feel less. I literally feel like me having to switch my language and how I speak is like, like putting me like isn't oh my god, it's like putting right. me in a box, bro. It's nah, like it's like this. It's like this. Being myself. It's like this. It's like this, bro. Uh, we were all saying the N-word, right? Now we're trying not to, right? You're not changing who you are. You're not changing you. You're changing just the flow of words, bro. You still got that Jason sauce, right? You still are you. I'm not, it's not like I'm like, hey, guys, I'm from Belrica. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Chelsea, Mass, bro, you know? Yeah, you, know, you can't and, lie about where you're from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, bro. Both my parents are Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm not going to tell people, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm from somewhere else. I'm, I am who I am, but I'm just not, you know, I'm not engaging with you it, like how I would talk to Jason, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. I'm not changing who I am. I'm just changing the flow of speak, bro. That's all it is, bro. I, I, feel, like, I feel like you're, you're getting tight because they're changing who I am. Fuck this shit, bro. Bro, they're literally telling you to change you who you are. It's not, it's not a lie. That's a straight fact. Bro, because it might, bro. When I worked, at, well, I still work at the bank, but for another two weeks, right? Before I was chilling, right? And I was, bro, I would still crack jokes and stuff, but it'd be different jokes, bro. That's you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's 
I'm still myself, but it's with just a different crowd, bro. All right, all right, bro. You convinced me, bro. Boom, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, bro. That's a debate right there. No, it's not, bro. I'm still tight. <laughs> I just ask people what they think too. Yeah, like, well, like, ladies and gentlemen, if you disagree or if you agree with Jason, you just screw me. You agree with Jason? Let us know. What do you What do you think, Camilla? Yeah, what do you think? I literally think that it's just what when you were just talking, I was like, okay, well. In a workplace, everyone comes from a different background. I grew up in Eastie. You guys grew up in Chelsea. Someone else grew up in Billerica. Someone else grew up in, I don't know what, Brookline. So it's like everyone has a different upbringing, has different jokes that they grew up with. So I think in that, when we're all in the same room, we have to make it appropriate for everyone. And I don't want it to feel like I'm switching myself up. Because I'm always going to say, I'm not born here and I'm an immigrant. I'm a woman of color. And I'm from Eastie. Like, I will always be proud of those things, but I won't crack the same jokes that I'm cracking with those group of people compared to, like, my friends that I always grew up with. Like, and it's, it's the same thing. Like, when I'm with, like, my Colombian friends, we will crack different jokes than I, when I'm with my friends from high school and college. Like, just because they don't know what those, they won't even laugh at those jokes. So it's, like, it's just, like, a little different, but I definitely never want to feel like I'm switching, like, my background up. I'm always going to be like showing that off and being like, listen, I'm in the same room as you and you grew up in that neighborhood and I grew up here. So like, we're gonna, you know, we're always going to acknowledge that, but definitely like, I just need, we need to like make it appropriate for everyone. So they don't feel like they're left out either. Cause we don't want to feel like we're, we don't want to make them feel like we're always better than them, but we also don't want them to make us feel like we're less than them. Mm. You know, just like that. I guess that's true. Damn, she said it better than you, Vic. I guess that's true. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's because I'm your boy, bro. You get tight whenever I speak, bro. I start, I start spitting facts at you, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not just think, bro. Like people, I be afraid sometimes myself, bro. Like I be in those situations where I feel like I'm definitely not the like I, I I'm like, I'm like the only Hispanic in my class. Like for for my my major. There's 80 something kids like there's not there's maybe one or two others and you don't see them like like I literally be in class with 30 kids. Right. You split them up into 30 kids. It's like 70 percent white people, a, a few a few black people and some Asians. And then I'm sitting there, the only Hispanic, bro, like and I just be quiet. Nobody I've, I don't talk to nobody, bro. Like, that's how it is. I feel uncomfortable because I'm like, yo, they like they, when they talk, they say different shit. I don't know what the hell, how to come, you know, communicate, like you know, on the same level. So I'm like, all right, bro. I just, I'm cooling out here, bro. I just do my shit, get my grades, and then dip. What I, what I've learned, bro, is that it doesn't matter skin color, doesn't matter anything, bro. It's like Martin Luther King says, it's characteristic of a person, bro. Like this is what I'm saying, like, bro, you gotta get uncomfortable. You gotta get comfortable with the uncomfortable, bro. It's mad awkward getting to know someone. Nah, it's nah, because it's different. It's different, bro. Because like literally, why, why, why is it different, bro? Yo, when you try to talk and I'm like, yo, they're they they just already look at me differently, bro. Like that's what it is. Like you know what I mean? Like you can tell that they're like, I. Right. Yeah, I yeah, we all feel that. Like we've all been through that, right? And then and then that's what I'm saying. It's like a thing where, I I don't know. I feel like. Me, personally, bro, before I start saying, oh, you know, whatever, the white man, blah, blah, blah I got to, I got to, I got to, like, judge you as a person, right? Because what if you're white and you're the coolest dude ever, bro? You know what I'm saying? I'm I'll, not saying they're not cool, bro, but I'm just like, saying, like, you already, 
Like, it's hard. How am I going to go up to a group of six guys that are all talking about shit I don't know what the fuck they're talking about and be like, what's up, dudes? They're going to be like, hi, what's up, guy? And then I'm going to just be like, check you out. Like, wh- like it, it, it can't. it's hard, bro. Like, tell me that's not hard, bro. Uh, it's tough as shit, bro. Come on. Bro, you know me outside of, you know, wearing a suit and tie, whatever. Bro, you know, bro, how goofy we get, bro. You know, the stupid shit we say. You know how hard it is to not, like, when you have a, you know me, bro. Once I got a joke in my head, I let it loose, bro. And I hope I get some laughs, bro, even if I'm the only one laughing, right? You know how hard it is where sometimes you're like, oh, shit, that's a funny joke. Everyone's chopping it up. And then you're like, oh, no, no, no. Let me save that for myself because it's the setting you're in, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to crack sex jokes, bro, in front of some little kids, bro. It's I mean, yeah. You're setting, bro. I don't know, man. I don't know. Bro. It's not. I I feel like it's not about the jokes, bro. I, I'm not trying to talk about no, the jokes. I, I, I keep talking about the jokes because that's that's just what's coming to my head. That's what I do, bro. All right, regardless, bro. Let's let's change the subject. Yeah, yeah. So Camilla, bro. I actually, so I saw that you were in a thing called Women in Product in California, something like that. Like, can you tell us about that? So that was basically a conference that was held over there and I just got a scholarship to go to it and attend it. And just like you were mentioning, I felt very out of place because one, I was a woman of color. There was like um, women in product. It was like Facebook was there, Google was there, Uber, Lyft, all these huge companies were trying to recruit these women who are like the next woman to obviously make these businesses and brands grow. But um, that's why they invited me so I can like network with these women. But I, at the end of the day, I was like one of the only Latinas that I saw. And I was the youngest in the room because I was in college. I was on a scholarship. Like, I don't know, that conference costs like thousands of dollars. And those women work for Google and Google pays for them. I didn't have anyone like I don't have a job. So I was like, I'm here looking for a job. I'm here looking for a connection. <laughs> Trying to network. And- yeah, and I'm like, and I got a little scholarship. It's not like I would have been able to afford attending this if it wasn't for that one opportunity. So, and I was like, and I have to meet the person who was paying for me. So obviously I said, thank you. But I was like, damn, like, you know, some people would be able to pay this for themselves and just get themselves in these rooms. But, you know, we got to finesse. We got to find other ways. And that's why I network. I always put myself out there and I just, you know, people will believe in you and they will actually want to pay for you to go and meet some people. And, and that was the opportunity that I was able to get. And of course, what I did, I brought my little products. I would make a friend, even though she was like 20 years age difference and like, you know, grew up in California. And I was like, this is my first time here. Um, I would still show her my products and I'd be like, this is my website. Like, I just started this like a couple weeks ago. Like, you should really follow it. And and you know, it's going to be big. And they're like, okay, yeah. And like, I had some people buy it. Some women were there that had their own startups and they were trying to like sell their startups. And I would go off to them. Like, I want to learn from you. Like you're starting a startup. I want to learn how to start my own. And, and this is my business card. And this is my product. Like, do you like it? Do you not like it? Like, what do you think about it? Like, you can tell me the good and the bad because you are um, older than me. You've had more time to learn. And so if I could just skip some steps through you, like that would be very beneficial. Yeah, it was a great experience. And it was my first and only time in California. So I really want to go back, but like just on a regular, not like on a conference stuff. So it was like a conference to like, like celebrate women or like Um, women in product. So product development is a field that is in like the corporate corporate world that is growing. So it's like 
working for a software company, um, the product manager, product manager is the person, male or female, who controls a group of people and says how we're going to run that product, which is the software. Then there's other companies who have a physical product, like a makeup brand. They have a physical product that you hold in your hand, and the product manager is in charge of controlling like the sales and then the marketing and connecting them. They're the prod product manager. So that is a corporate field that is growing. And then this conference was to celebrate women who are in that field and who are growing. And so like the CEO of PayPal was there, which was really cool. And there was like um, CEOs of like these fashion brands that have been around for a while. And they're like, my, all the women in my company are product managers because women are this, women are giving, they're genuine, and I put them in this position. And it was like woman empowerment, but specifically in that position. And there was also women there that want to go into that position. So a lot of them were also like interns or sales reps who want to switch over to the product management department. Damn, that was... That was beautiful. <laughs> that, that, that was just spitting like so much business stuff. Like you seem like you've learned so much through, through your experience with your business. Yeah. It's crazy. I was like, oh, am I going to get a job opportunity here? But I was like, no, let me just focus on my business more. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, it's, it's, it's going to go through the universe. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. So, yo, Camilla, bro. You are smart, like straight up, like uh, you are this, a smart, smart, like not for, for a male, a woman, a Latina, a white, black, you are a smart human being. Like you said, you got all these fucking accolades, bro. So many awards and scholarships. Getting awards is mailed to you, you didn't even know about. Like literally like, oh, huh? another award. <laughs> like literally, that's how you, like, how are you so smart? Like what, what do you think? makes you like i don't want to say makes you different because i know that people i'm not different but like what like what do you do to like continue to better yourself and be where you are right now um well i mean the word smart i'm like i think everyone is smart it's just on the opportunities that we get i feel like i've gotten a lot of opportunities definitely my upbringing from my parents help a lot like they are entrepreneurs themselves so once i told them i wanted to start a business they were all on board. They're like, we're here to help you because we believe in you. And, and if you show us that you are consistent and you're dedicated, we're going to keep like pushing you. But what I do on my own time is like, I read books. I listen to podcasts now, which is very new to me. But ever since I was little, I was always obsessed with YouTube. Like when everyone was on Netflix, I was on YouTube and any question that I had in my brain, I would just YouTube it because YouTube has all the answers. So now that I'm into business, I'm always on YouTube for business stuff. But even when I have like how to public speak, how to be more organized, how to get through a breakup, like I would YouTube everything. And that has helped me like become very like molded and like, and then I learned like psychology, like how our brain works, why we feel certain emotions, like how to make someone feel good in the room. Like I just learned all those stuff because it's like a question that pops up in my brain and then it's three in the morning and I'm like, yes, YouTube is like the best thing in the world. And I just like binge until like eight in the morning. And, and that was like my high school and like freshman year. But now I'm like, dang, that stuff really like taught me a lot. Like sometimes more than what my high school taught me, you know, like you just teach yourself a lot. You put yourself in uncomfortable situations. I used to have a promise with myself that I was like, I'm going to attend one networking event every month. 
And I was doing that until COVID hit, but I was always doing that. And I was always the youngest in the room. I always felt intimidated. I was like, Camila, like, don't talk like that because they're going to be like, where is she from? How did she even find out about this event? Like, you know, but I was like, if I put myself in uncomfortable situations, I'm going to become, I'm going to adapt and like be able to be with different types of people. And, and I've read this quote in like this book that I really liked that was like, about business and it's like if you're 21 you gotta act like you're 31 if you want you like people to take you seriously like so I was like word okay then thanks now that I, I've seen that sentence now I know that if I'm around adults and I want them to take me seriously and not ask how old I am I'm gonna act like I'm 31 you know what I book think- is that oh brother I don't know <laughs> I'll figure it out because I have a bookshelf in my room and I'm, I'm not like, for sure yeah let me know I'll definitely buy that book that sounds man, like a life-changing book now mm-hmm. I agree with you self-education though is like what separates like this the ignorant from the not ignorant let's say it like that because literally it, it really is a difference of ignorance bro because like for example like you were talking about how you learn psychology you can literally talk to a person and understand them on a different level because you know that like you know body cues and shit like that that you might learn from a youtube video literally and you the like the knowledge like when you question shit like bro i ask myself like at least 100 questions a day like simple like yeah bare minimum and like He asked me like 70 of those questions too ladies and gentlemen nah that's not not even close bro like it's <laughs> I really ask a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking questions. And I, what I do is I Google, I YouTube, and I read books to try to answer all those questions. And that's, that's really what makes you a more robust person. You can get into any situation, understand it, and like be able to react any type of way. You're definitely better than me because like networking events, I suck at networking. I, I like, I can't, I'd be like this. I'm, I, I've said this story before, but like there literally was a time where the CEO of a company I was like co I was co-oping for came up to me. He was like, oh, how are the burgers? And I was like, uh, they're good. Uh, they look good. I haven't had one yet. And then he literally was like, OK, and then walked away like that could have been a prime opportunity for me. Like be like, oh, yeah, those burgers are good. Oh, like are you the CEO oh, of the company, man. bro? Like and then start a conversation shit. But I literally like freeze under pressure. That's that's my that's one of the things I need to grow on for sure. Four times you experience that, you're gonna be like, okay, wait, like I messed up. But the next time, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna act like he's not a CEO. I'm gonna act like he's a random person. I'm like, yo, these burgers are bomb. And then what if he responds? <laughs> like, yeah, they are. And then it's like, oh, what? Yo. He's again. But then the next time, you'll co- you'll make it to the next sentence. Like, just gotta keep pushing. Nah, I, the way I think about like networking, bro. Let's say I fuck up, bro. That's just a funny story to tell later, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's oh just God. like, and you just try again, bro. Like, you I mean, it is a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nah, you just can't, bro. I'll tell you, bro. You just gotta keep going. That's why. That's just what confuses me, bro. You wanna sharpen your sword and be, bro, a jack of all trades, bro. But you're scared to talk to people. But it, you have it's all this been my. It's literally bro. been my my like my most vulnerable like. I know it's my weakest, my weakest thing that I have. Fo- bro. Focus on it more. I have, I try to, bro. Like literally, nah. I have gotten better for sure. Like I before, I couldn't even ask somebody like a coworker a question. Like that's how I was. <laughs> like I'd be like, I'd go up to their de- like. I I think I told the story one time too, where I literally was like, went. I had a question for a professor, and I didn't know how to like. I couldn't answer it, so I was like, I went to the professor's office. I was like, 
And I never went in, bro. I literally never got that question answered because I was being such, like, so scared to go ask that question myself. Like, I don't know. Maybe like that. But you, if you know if it's your weak spot, you got to work on it. For you sure. Hit it every day, bro. Then do you're going to be surrounded. Like, word, I can do that. Yeah, and especially because you're, like, you dabble in so much stuff. Bro, you could bring random stuff up. Like, bro, if they Bikes. say... Say something, you could be like, oh, in 1984, big bro. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I, I don't know why that came into my head. But like some random shit, bro. You just start talking, bro. And then that could drive something. Bro, like a podcast, bro. You just That's why I like this, because this is how I practice. Like, this is the first time we're meeting Camilla for, the, like, literally. And it's I'm having fun, bro. I'm learning. I've learned a lot already. I'm and I'm like I felt inspired. I felt I got tight. I I, got like, sales, I've had so bro. many yeah. emotions already because this is, you know, Plus, like, I'm telling you, she's just smart, bro. Like, that's... She's a beast, ladies and gentlemen. The beast, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, uh, if you have... Like, bro, this shit is fire, bro. Like, I had a lot of fun doing this shit. Yo, like, thank you for coming on. This shit was literally, like... Inspiring. Like, I don't even know. I'm at, I'm at a loss for words, bro. It's inspiring. It's fun. It was just, like... It's just awesome. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're rooting for you the whole way. Facts, facts, uh, for sure. Room. What, you know, whatever you need us to do, you need us to repost something for you or whatever, bro. Just hit us up and no up. problem. You're not going to get a, you know, you're not going to get a no from us. We're, we're on your side. We, we believe in. I, yo, I want to apologize. I want to apologize because we didn't come up to you. You came up to us because yeah, yeah. we should have been on it, bro. We should have been on it. I know. I we should. We... In an uncomfortable situation and I just went for it. Yeah. Nah, and I, um. Yeah, yeah, like what Jason was saying, we apologize. We slacked, we <laughs> but it's definitely, it was definitely meant to happen. Yeah, awesome. But yo, let's dive into the storefront. What is it? Nah, definitely. Yo, nah, I'm for buying, sure. I'm buying the sweaters to plant some trees. I'm buying the bamboo brush because fuck that Colgate brush I have in the bathroom. Yeah, for right? I think I have a plastic toothbrush that's just gone now. Yeah, I'm, bu- I'm buying that soap because, you know, I want to I wanna see how it smells. I want to try it out. I want to try it out. I'm I'm going in there shopping, bro. I'm gonna shop. I'll give you guys some products. Hey, hey. Thank, you, thank you. But yo, let's dive into the messy moment. Messy moment. Messy moment. Messy messy moment. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, what did I fucking tell you? This was an amazing episode. I told you from. The- the beginning it was gonna be fucking amazing ladies and gentlemen first and foremost i want to say thank you camilla this shit was amazing you opened my eyes to so much things that i didn't even know about right i hope you inspire so many people that you know with this episode this episode was amazing this is definitely an episode for the books uh whenever if you ever want to come back to the messy room you're more than welcome uh and it's it's it was awesome and i'm just you know, my messy moment was I'm truly inspired by you, right? I, you're a go-getter and you're a winner. And even through adversity, you you won, you know, what I mean? and you're winning. You know what I mean? And nothing stops you. Doesn't matter what, how high that wall is. You're climbing it. You're breaking it. You're finding your way to get to the top. And that, uh, you know, through in this episode when we were speaking, I got the chills. And that's how you know it's real. Um, and I truly appreciate you for being on, you know, my, my platform. And I hope, you know, this, this platform helps you grow in any shape, way or form. Cause I'm, you know, me and Jason, we're, we're big supporters of you Vida and we're big supporters of you. 
and we want to see you strive and win. And this was an amazing episode. Beautiful. Hi, my messy moment. Um, it's gonna go back to the time like this is the first time I ever got tight on this shit, bro. But <laughs> I definitely got tight right there, bro. I was like the code switching topic was it is one thing that I talked to Vic about before, but I like like recently we brought it up again today, and I think it brought like it sparked even more in me. Although, you know, him and Camilla have convinced me that obviously you gotta be able to communicate well and sometimes you got to be able to switch up your com- your conversation and the way you speak i do think that you if you're a an individual like you like like me vic and camilla that are obviously not you know we come from our places and we come from our struggles we all have to be able to talk about that no matter what be open with it because those so there's people out there that are ignorant and don't know that there's people really going through these situations and unless you go and you go talk about it like yo i grow i grew up in here bro and this is how this city is or this is how this place is they're not gonna know and they're gonna just live that you know, they're gonna just live thinking that everybody's equal or whatever but that's really the way we're gonna open people's eyes is just by talking about it ourselves so don't be afraid to be to talk about yourself for sure but yo, Camilla, thank you for coming on, bro. That's thank you for coming on. This was a beautiful episode. I'm probably gonna watch this episode many, many, many times. Yeah, I, I'm like, there's probably gonna be like, I'm gonna have to watch it like three times to make sure I get all the information I could get out of it. So that, like, this is a a long, like, a deep one, like for real. You gotta let the audience know, you know, your Instagram, your Twitter, whatever, your YouTube, whatever you need. Um. You got to let them know. You got to let them know your your social media is where to follow you, for sure. Oh, my messy moment is that I oh, am what? founder of Uvida. <laughs> and follow us at Uvida Shop on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, whatever you want. And definitely find us at 123 Maverick Street. Well, you can see the products before buying them. You don't pay for shipping. And you're going to be feeling good about how you treat the environment. This was an awesome. You're awesome. And yeah, check you later. Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) That's a wrap.